Rankar here with the Trial and Error Podcast, and I am super pumped today. I actually just got off a live call on my Instagram where I was going over a nutrition challenge that I'm going to be hosting. Super pumped for, um, so I'm trying to find out the name of it. So if I get it during this time, because I think it's going to start probably right after Memorial Day, and I don't know the name of it yet, but... I'm super excited for all the sponsors I'm getting on board. We're going to be giving away tons of prize money, tons of weekly prizes. Um, And yeah, I think it's going to be one of the coolest things I've ever done. I've kind of stayed away from nutrition because it's just been tough, but super excited. Just got off of that, so that's kind of on top of my mind. But I'm excited as well because I had Adrian Moonweiler on the podcast with me, and he's a three-times games athlete. And in 2019, he got eighth place, which is his best finish. And super excited. We got to chat quite a bit about uh, a lot of different things. And um, I guess I'll just kind of let it go into there. We jump right into it. And I'm really excited and thankful that he hopped on. Hopefully you like it. Let me know what you think. Have a good one. And here you go. All right. Welcome to Trial and Air Podcast with Nick Urankar. And I am blessed to be staring at a man laying in his bed. I believe it's your bed. Is that right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Adrian Moonweiler. Uh, so I'm just going to hop right into this. And I reached out to you what the other day and I was like, oh, awesome. He's going to pop on. Uh, so I don't know what, I don't know if he knows what to expect. I gave him a little bit of a briefing in the beginning. Uh, but I guess first, like, how are you doing? Well, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Doing good. Uh, I'm Actually, right now, that's why I'm in bed. I have my rest day, so <laughs> I'm allowed to be in bed. And um, yeah, I'm actually right now in Spain in a training camp, getting ready for semifinals. And yeah, doing good. Where it's is good. your Where's your semifinal? Uh, well, it was would have been supposed to be in the Netherlands, the Lowland Throwdown, but uh, Europe made both semifinals online, so... Yeah, they're going to be online. So now my plan is actually to go to Finland, to Janikowski, mm-hmm. uh, and make it with him or against him. While well, he's actually like in the German throwdowns in the other semifinal, but uh, it's going to be the same programming. So we still can go against each other. And oh, nice. I think it's, uh, it's going to be a good setup. Yeah. So then uh, I believe you got injured during the front squat. Is that correct? Of the quarterfinals? Yeah, well, it was a bit, uh, it's funny, since like my season started, so like my off season went great, I had no literally problems, where I was like surprised. And then literally the first open workout came out, after that one, I pinched my back, because I think it's just like in that bad hollow position when you do like wall walks fast, Mm -hmm. like my time was that slow, I wasn't that (laughs) fast, but... (laughs) But uh, yeah, after that work, I did some like speed squats and I pinched my back. So that took me like for, that took a while to like get good again. Like two or three weeks, I couldn't lift heavy. Then in the second open week, literally on Thursday, I got sick. It was like a flu and like um, I had to throw up and was like lying in bed for five days. Was Um, it COVID? No, I had COVID actually. I I had COVID after, I was one of the guys after Budapalooza last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was one of the guys. Like, I think me, Christian Lucero, we hit it like a few guys hit it there, like 100%. Like, I was 
I was smashed. So I came home. For, like, I went already, like, sick to the Palooza. Like, I had, like, a flu. Mm-hmm. But then I think COVID hit me in uh, in Wadapusa in Miami back then, and I went home and I was dead for like three weeks. It was like it hit me really hard. Yeah, that's how I feel like in the beginning it hit everybody like that who got it like early on. Like, yeah, weeks feeling like they're on their deathbed. Yeah, and the funny thing was like I felt horrible for like four or five for the first week, but then the second week I was just like no energy, just like smashed twenty for three hours in bed. I was like, oh, leave me alone um yeah it was it was rough but no so it was just like a flu was like i had to throw up and i don't know i had like a virus in me so that didn't went well so like the open was horrible like i haven't trained literally the whole march then going into quarterfinals i had like like you probably you must have had it like always a little bit patella tendon pro like in i think everybody yep yeah like that's why like i wasn't really concerned because i like i always had it but uh, then doing the front squatting the quarterfinals uh so it was not just my patella tendon i had a uh, inflammation under my kneecap as well uh. and that one is like it's like the g-spot from a girl when you hit it right it's like you're dying right <laughs> so, <laughs> like normally when you don't hit it it's like <laughs> big deal. it's like it's like you're fine but in the front squat i hit it in that right position and i was like it felt like a knife in my knee so and then from there it didn't want, like it's gone away so my like and then if, like we warmed up so we had in europe we had time until 9 p.m to send in the workouts mm-hmm. i think it was like 7 30 p.m and we were still warming up for that pistol work and I couldn't do a pistol like on my right leg I was just like going down and just like when I tried to go up it was just like Ugh. at some point we had to start it and I was thinking like my season is done like I don't know yeah. how I should do 50 or 180 pistols and like I couldn't do literally the one so I started a work at some point made it like through like my score was horrible like I was actually excited about the workout it's a good workout for me but uh, yeah somehow made it through is like dying uh and then yeah still qualified for semi-finals and now actually since then like my recovered my knee for like two three weeks got injections in it uh and um yeah now actually training is better since this week i'm lifting heavy again or like at least like snatch mm-hmm. the weight is not that high haven't really squatted heavy yet uh or cleaned heavy but um yeah getting back to it so you feel you'll be ready for semi-finals uh yeah so like yeah 100 like yeah. if i can hold the training now like like i said i'm since i'm since this week in like training camp in spain like i lived here before in 216 for like right, yeah eight months uh and just like the warm helps my body so much my so my knees are feeling better like i live in switzerland where it's like cold we still have snow there in like the mountains so here it's just like the warm helps me a lot um and um, yeah, training has been great this week. If we can hold that for like the next four weeks, like, yeah, I would definitely be ready. And my knee awesome. holds up, I would be good, yeah. So then the goal is obviously go back to the games. Do you have any uh, goals when you get there this year? Well, I think my goal was from the beginning to like, like I always said, like for me, it's just, like if you do a sport, you want to leave the sport with a medal. So you have something to show your kids and like to like mm-hmm. 
like like I placed in 2008, but what what did I got from? Yeah, I got $25,000, what is nice, but I didn't have like in 10, 15 years, like when I tell my kids I placed eight, they're like, yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh yeah. So uh, like my, my goal was always the podium. Like I knew like in 2016, when I came into the sport, I, it's not gonna happen this year. I knew in 2018, it's not gonna happen this year, but what for me is really nice to see. So in 2016, when I came in, knew like it literally, I qualified in my first CrossFit year. So started crossing 215, did the open the first time, 216, went to regionals and qualified to the games. And then I totally got destroyed by you guys at the games. So uh, like I played 34 of the games, 217 I injured actually. I was one of the guys who injured the pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, at so out on 217, 218, I came back, placed 16. So I literally cut my placement half, mm-hmm. came back, uh, and then 219, I placed eight. So like I can see my, like what I'm doing is right because I'm placing better and better. If I like uh, would have been I was three times at the games, I would still like flying around at that 35th, fourth place. Like I would like know, okay, like this is never gonna happen. But uh, that trend makes me like thinking positive. So like mm-hmm. one day it's possible to like uh, go or uh, uh, give that podium place around. So yeah, that's always my goal going into the games. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting this year with like Fraser left uh, one more place. And uh-huh. what I believe now it's like, you have probably around 10, even like 12 can go up to 15 plays who have like, a, like the yeah. ability to go on, yeah, on the podium. But what matters now is a little bit more the programming, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like for Fraser and Tia, the programming never yeah. mattered because they're yep. like, like they destroyed everything. But now, like let's say the games is a bit more like heavy skill gymnastics, then it's better like for some people or it's like more odd objects, it's better for other people. It's more heavyweights, so there's more squatting or it's more pulling. Uh, so I think the programming now matters more than ever before. So yep. And I think that it mattered even when Froning was there it mattered a little bit, even though he still would come out winning. I think the last couple of years with Frazier, the programming yeah. literally was irrelevant. Yeah. That's, and that's what, that's for me. So impressive about Frazier. Like when yeah. I asked him someone about like, that's like I said, in any competition he did or whatever, whatever showed up, he was fucking just on fucking point. Yep. And that was for me as a athlete, that's, that was so impressive. That oh, was I, the impressive yeah. thing about him. He figured out to do exactly what we all are trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And uh, that, that's what me always was driving and surprising as an athlete. Like, whatever came up, he was there. Like, and it shows how much more improvement that everybody else has still, right? Like, agreed, yeah. So, oh, how far ahead he was of everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yeah, it's crazy. Well, that's awesome. So, then what, do you, what are your plans then? Let's say you get third, second, or first. Okay. You podium what what is your celebration what are you going to do well, i'm going to retire i'm going to retire on that fucking podium <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to show my finger to the world it's like that's it baby i'm out of here oh <laughs> uh, okay uh, how, no, how old are you like, i'm 28 okay I'm 20. yeah yeah i have like i give myself oh, you got like time. three four more yeah three four more years like especially because i came sport like late into sport like you said you came in 211 yeah. My first year was 216. So I give myself a few more years. And like I said, I still can see that I'm improving. So yep. I feel like now, since like five years in now, I get enough training hours, enough 
stuff so like my prime i think my next two years is going to be my prime that's like how i look at it if everything goes right and my body stays stays healthy but uh well i would celebrate i uh, uh i don't know how yet i would celebrate it i'd probably <laughs> take the next flight to vegas <laughs> i was so i was so annoyed uh, like sad that i like when they announced the uh, west coast classic goes to vegas i was like oh my god it's like the perfect competition. Oh man, that yeah. It sounds like so much fun. Uh, yeah, but no. Normally, like we have always those in uh, back in regionals time times in Europe. So we had always these great after parties in Europe. Oh yeah, like legendary. It was uh, they were always really fun. So I miss them a little bit. But at the games, I've never been on a really after party. Uh, They're not the same. They're not smash. the same. Yeah. No, and I think everyone is just too like after regions you still feel fine, right? I you can party at night. <laughs> uh, after same. the games, it's like it's rough to party at night. It's hard to explain to people how you feel after the games. Yeah, <laughs> but, like body wise, but also emotionally, like you but made it through mentally, like, a long weekend. Yes. Yeah. So even like, when I placed eighth in uh, nineteen, and it was a great games for me. Like I feel, didn't feel like like. Um, partying like we went for dinner and i was just like you want to go there so i went down quick to that hotel party it was like 20 minutes later it's like what the fuck i'm doing here just leave uh so yeah it is it is interesting after the games yeah i agree so and you you obviously travel a lot so do you have any trips then after the games because I, I don't think you're traveling probably from now until then um as far as like vacation because you obviously bike a lot you, you know, I see you all over the place, which I'm not sure if you're actually traveling far or if you're close, because obviously Europe is a little different. <laughs> Europe is close. Like I said, yeah. flying, to, flying to Spain is one and a half hours. That's not like no. east to west coast, right? Um, well, I haven't traveled at all, literally, during Corona times now. So I was literally staying eight months at home. Um, uh normally I, I mostly travel like i love to do a lot of competitions like also smaller ones so i mostly run up to like 10 competitions a year there's like okay. let's say like four like bigger ones and the other like are like smaller ones you have quite a few of them in europe was like literally for, uh, for me it's like good training practice mm-hmm. um and it's like a training weekend like i literally say like okay the f- competition is saturday sunday i train until like Thursday, take Friday off, travel, Saturday, Sunday, competition, Monday, and back home. Yep. Uh, and made mostly like three, four grand, you know what I mean? So it's like a training competition with making some money, what is always nice. So what you said is really, really good. And I would love for you to kind of elaborate that for maybe anybody here who wants to be an athlete, where you said you do about 10 competitions a year as training practice. And I used to, and I, I mean, I would train all the time or I would compete all the time. Anything that was available, I would compete. Um, and early on, there wasn't money, really. It was, you know, $500, thousand bucks. It was more just to, I used to always say, you sign up to find out how much you're scared of popping up, right? Like you sign up and if you're scared of something, you know what you need to work on. And eventually yeah. the goal is to sign up and never be scared, to go back to training as normal and not worry about anything. So what would you say to people who are scared to sign up for competitions because they're not good enough or they're not ready, but yet they want to compete. Yeah, well, I think there are different like things on it. Like what well, is a good point. So let's take 219s again with the cut system, right? I think a lot of people didn't perform because they got so nervous and like 
they didn't have that environment because literally you were on the first six workouts, you're on a start line. It's like, okay, if I'm going to mess this up, my season, like my games are done, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I was never that confident in, in these games because I felt, because I've done competitions before and like I could handle the, the mental stress so good because I was used to that. Like now it's like funny, I haven't done any competition since Corona showed up. So since, well, yeah, since a year, we saw the Palooza now, over a year. So even before the quarterfinals, I was like getting nervous. Like, whoa, I'm not even used to like getting nervous normal about this stuff. So I think that's a big point to train that because like, that's why I always think uh, uh, online competition is never as, you can never take it one-to-one to a normal competition because you don't have the same nerves when you have 10 guys next to you. Mm-hmm. And how can you practice that? Like go to, like like I said, go to any competition, like you said, right? Uh, that's one point. And the other point is like, like I program for myself. So like, how do I want to figure out if I'm missing something out? Go to a competition where you have a judge and you don't have any control about the programming. Uh, These were like my main two points uh, to like compete. And like, it's like, like the thing is like in like smaller competitions, it's sometimes more pressure because you come in as this games athlete placing eight at the games, whatever. And then if you do one workout not as good, it's like, like they come over, it's like, oh yeah, he's a games athlete. You know what I mean? Like the expectations. You get third place, two guys beat you and you're like, you don't want to yes, explain yourself. You're like, I get it. I got third. Okay. Like, like losing a workout sometimes yes. like, Oh my God. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I literally have, like, I can say that like happily, I, like all the smaller competitions, I've won them all. Uh, so it's actually interesting, but like there were some days or like some competitions was like, Oh my God, this is going to be close. So like, mm-hmm. because like I said, if you have a guy coming in, uh, I remember there was a uh, 219 I did, I did three weeks after the games. I did a competition in Austria and it was like, well, it was like for my sponsor as well. And I was like, uh, well, but like I came back from the games, took two weeks off. Like we're just like chilling at the lake with my friends. Then went into this competition, literally no training, hit the first workout. The intensity hit me so badly. I was, <laughs> I was dying. So it took me like the first two, three workouts to get into the competition mm-hmm. and get rid of again. And there was one guy, he was like peaking for this competition and he destroyed me in the first three workouts. And he was like, overall, he was like 60, 70 points ahead. And everyone was like, oh my God, this guy is so good. And it was like, no, like he came in, he was like peak trained for that. I was coming from like three weeks off. And at the end, I still won. You know what I mean? So when it's hard, because it feels like an excuse, but we know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, you know, so you don't really want to say that, but you're like, that's, that's the honest truth is this isn't anything to me. And this is everything to him and taking yeah, those exactly. things into account. You, you know, for most people, they're like, I don't care. You're still losing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I shot my, like, I know how, like some people are just, they don't see that. They just want to see you lose. Like I have mm-hmm. seen that so many times. Like if you're, if you're successful, people are more happy to see you lose than win. Like, and I, I'm like, I take that as fire. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I like that. But yeah, it, it, it is interesting. So you have to be like aware a little bit. Um, but it's fun. And I think like like you said, you never can lose something sign up for a competition. Yeah, you, like, I think you learn so much more. Um, yeah. And like I'm coming from ice hockey, where like professional, where we had like three games a week for six months. It's like, yeah, sometimes you lose against the last place. But yeah, whatever, like you learn from it. Like... It's not like not everyone can have a perfect season and always win, mm-hmm. right? 
Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. That's I like the competition stuff because I think that that's something people need to hear that a lot of people are scared of. You know, you don't really know how good you are or how bad you are until you line up against people you're not used to going up against. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good. And then do you have any, cause I know you go on long bike rides, which like, what's a normal bike ride for you? Uh, well, I changed my like, well, normal one. Like, so now at the moment I like, I got more fixed in it. So like, let's say like years before I just loved riding bike during summer. It was nice weather. So sometimes I got lost in like five, six hour bike rides, but that affected my training. Like, yeah. of course, like it was not the smartest thing, but I love, I love to do it. Uh, so now I, I'm trained pretty fixed in the schedule. So like at the moment I have two times a week, like 90 minutes to two hour bike rides just for like my long conditioning session. And that's it. It's like, especially like now here I'm on a, on a, in Mallorca, it's an island in Spain. It's like beautiful for cycling. And there are so many tours where you could like ride for four or five hours and they're like, nope, it's like stay strict, like 90 minutes to two hours. Like everything longer doesn't really matter for our sport and it just takes too much out of it. So. So how, what would you say to somebody then who isn't necessarily working the things that they, they should be, and they're doing too much of the stuff that they shouldn't be doing, which is what you're saying is, you know, you're really, really good at biking. It's unnecessary to, to your overall fitness and your overall goals to, to go on those five hour bike rides because of what it does to your training. So what would you say to somebody who has something that they're really good at and they overwork it purely because they feel good? And they don't work on the things that they need to. Uh, well, yeah, uh, that's an interesting point. It's probably you with lifting, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, you still like nowadays, I, th- I still think it's even important to have like. So in 218, I was like forcing to try to like be really like consistent in everything but I, I was losing some of my strengths. So like my gymnastics was a bit going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, my weightlifting was a bit going away because I was focusing a bit more, like, like I said, I would did way too much conditioning because I felt like I have to be the best runner now. So I run three times a week and stuff. Uh, whereas like, I think still you need like your strengths where, you know, you go like to the games, like, okay, everything is gymnastic. Like I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to win. I'm going to, because you know, like with the point system, hundred points is worth so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like a lifting, like you say, okay, everything is a heavy bar. I'm going to mess it. Like I'm going to be good. And then, so I, I learned the last few years, like try and go back. Okay. Like still work on your strength. Like, so you have something where you just dominate because it also makes you feel good in the same time, try to like bring the, the other stuff up right so now like i said i would have anyway two training uh sessions a week with like long stuff in it right so instead of two having two long runs or whatever it was like first of all high impact i just go like okay let's do two bike rides what i actually also enjoy so i have like two things with one so yep yeah that's like after season, after season you can do like the fun stuff but uh, i think always at least at least you get a little bit out of it so you don't like force yourself just to do like the stuff you don't like to do like sometimes you have to give you a cookie and say like well have some fun right yep and that's right so yeah i tell people that if you're somebody who doesn't want to do the things you're bad at then start with something you really like short nothing i mean like if you like the bike go on a quick bike ride and when you get off the bike then like you've got a switch that's churned normally you're 
you're a little bit high, you're like, okay, and then start doing those things. Because I think a lot of people just do what they hate. So they hate it so much that then they just do what they like. Yeah. So they, they, they have this back and forth where I think it's okay but to I, do what you like. Like for me, the verse is like my, like I, I'm good in condition, but I, I hate like the interval stuff. It's just the hardest thing for me. And like, like 10 times 500 meter row, stuff like this. Yes. It's like horrible. So I always do it in the beginning of the training session in the morning. So I'm like, go through this and I tell me for like 40 minutes, just get over after this. You can lift the bar. You can do some more fun stuff. But like I, I had days where it's like I was trying to do it at the end and then I never did it. And that's like, that is what I think that as a top athlete, that's what we end up doing. You start doing the things you don't want to do first and you know you get to do something else later. I think people who aren't there need that like beginning, like, oh, okay, like I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to do that. It's like, then go to the gym and do the thing you want, but eventually you have to flip it. You have to start getting, cause you will never do the thing you don't want to do. If you always wait till it's yeah. last, you'll always say you're gonna do it tomorrow. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. But on the other hand, like if you're not competitive, to be honest, when I'm done with CrossFit, I'm never going to do the stuff anymore. I didn't like to do like, I'm never going to do again, a ball ball. Never. <laughs> I'm probably never going to do again, a burpee. It's just like, why? Like, if you want to have like, like, I don't know, if you have an eight, eight hour job and you go every day, train for an hour, like have fun. Like, yeah, Not get fit. It. But yeah, there's so many things like where you like to do, like, so have fun. You, I wanted you go out of the gym and like you said, like, yeah, you trained hard, but you also had fun. And not like, oh my God, he made me do this crazy workout was like really effective, but it's like, I hated my life. Yep. And that's like how not you come back again. You know what I mean? So you, I think you have to make a draw a big line because like competitor and not competitor. And like, like I said, we have to do this stuff because Correct. otherwise we suck in a competition. That's what I tell me. But I said, I'm never going to row like rowing intervals when I'm done with CrossFit and yeah. like done with competitive sport. I'm going to have fun. So, yeah, that's a interesting topic. Like sometimes I'm in gyms and like people do this crazy stuff, and I'm like, why would you even do? It's like, hey, you want to join? And it was like, what is it? It's like, ah, like I don't know, like something horrible. It's like, why would I even do yep. that? And it's funny because there'll be regular, just like a person in the gym who's like, hey, look what I'm gonna do, and I'm like, I would never do that. I would never yeah. do that. I agree. <laughs> it would hurt so much. Maybe you're not doing it in the way that I would do it, but because <laughs> there's yeah. no like, there's no like 20%. Like, I don't have this little switch. It's like, no, I know what that feels like. I'm not, no. Nah. I, I do that a lot to people. They're like, really? What do you do then? I'm like, stuff that helps me that's not that because I don't need that. I totally agree. I totally agree. But yeah, that, I think that makes a difference between being an athlete and a normal person. But well, yeah, do you some have some days. Sorry. Go ahead. But sometimes I'm just like I said, I'm excited not being a competitor anymore. Just like go to the gym and like do the fun stuff. Oh, I'm looking really forward to that. <laughs> You'll get your time. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so do you have anything like kind of wrap up a little bit? Do you have anything you maybe want to share um, about you that maybe people don't know, or even just kind of some more insight that you think might be valuable to somebody who's going to listen to this? Um, maybe that you learned along the way or that you feel like people need to know? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, well, especially in the sport, I think like, like I learned a lot in 216, like so many things since then, like about training, about competing. Like I said, I came in into a rookie uh, and got totally destroyed. Um, I think there's so many 
things in that I think that what keeps the sport interesting where you can learn so many things and we are still a new sport um, so what I love to do is about like I love to like learn from other sports um, so like how I set up my training is like for example the endurance training so I have a good friend he's an Olympic rower so I was like asking hey send me some training programs over the year how you guys train what is actually really interesting or like uh, I have a, a one mile a thousand five hundred meter like literally a mile uh, runner he's one of the best in Europe uh, hey send me some programs how you guys train like mm-hmm. I think where the sport involves is so interesting uh, to see like that we get more and more professional it's like everything right um, that's what yeah what I learned in the last four years to like not having just like I remember when I came into sport, like I was just like like everyone, like in the beginning, like CrossFit, like if it's not twenty one fifty nine workout, it's it's bad. Like don't do it. You know what I mean? Like kind of this stuff. Whereas like now you start opening up and it's like see and look look. Yeah, look the sport more as a more uh, CrossFit more as a sport. Uh, but it's it's funny in Europe. If in Europe it's still so small, like much smaller than in the States. For example, yeah. so when I was flying here to Spain a week ago, uh, I was sitting in the airplane. It was like full. I had like an old German guy next to me. And then the, the stewardess came over and it's like, so she gave me like a bag with like snacks and she like candy. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And she's like, hey, uh, I'm doing CrossFit as well. And I saw oh. you. And it's really nice. And it's like, here, what are you doing? Or where are you going? I was like, yeah, I'm just going for training camp, getting ready for something. Like, oh, that's cool. And it was like, which gym you train in Switzerland? Because it was a Swiss company. I was like, oh, that's nice. And she gave me that bag of snacks. And then like two minutes later, the guy next to me, the old German guy looked over and like me like this. He's like, what, what sport do you do? And I was like, oh my God, this is not going to be CrossFit. I was like, huh? Eh? It's like, it's just like, yeah, well, we do like, lifting we do a bit everything we want to like it's just like yeah like sometimes i'm just thinking like should i say like i don't know like mm-hmm. ballerina like i don't know like <laughs> so still uh the still is, yeah still has so much to grow whereas like in, in in the states i feel like most places where you go and you say crossfit like people can start and yep figure out no they know something yeah exactly whereas like here they're like they have no clue if it's like step aerobic or if it's like uh, zumba or whatever it's like <laughs> yeah exactly it's just like looking over it's like oh apparently it gives you muscle it's like yeah they help <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome well man hey i appreciate you coming on uh, especially on your rest day i know how valuable those days are <laughs> at least you're still well, I, had, I had my ma- massage this morning she was nice she was rough nice rough spanish lady <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. I'll probably be hitting you up down the road again after the games and be like, hey, dude, let's chat. But, you know, good luck in the next, what, we got a month of training. So crush it. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you at the games. So. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on and chatting.